Walker can tip it. Bryant with the save. Oh, you got to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Alright, welcome back to the Rec Center Podcast. We're here for episode 4. My name is Samir. I'm go- joined by my co-host, Jenny. What's up, guys? What's and, up? And uh, today we got a special guest with us here. Uh, his name is Sharuk. I shouted out. I shouted him out in the first podcast. So say what up, Sharuk. What's good, everybody? Ready to give you more hot takes like Gordon Hayward's Gordon gonna be a Hayward's star. number one fan. Gordon Hayward's number one fan. Jenny remembers. Mr. Fan, Gordon Hayward fanboy. <laughs> All right. So today we're back in the NBA. We got a lot of blockbuster news to cover. So, um, yeah, let's just jump right into it, boys. Uh, that Harden trade. How does everyone feel about it? <laughs> Yo, this is... Uh, did I didn't actually think this was going to happen. Like, okay. it, it came... It came. It was. It was like percolating, and then it just. It just seemed like it died off a little bit, and then all, all yep. of a sudden, Harden's like, "Oh, this can't be fixed." And the next day, they flip him. Uh, I yeah. didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought he would end up somewhere else. Um, but that's crazy, man. The NBA is just. It's like a soap opera, man. There's always. Yeah. There's opera, always. Exactly. There's always shit going on, and. Uh, yeah super entertaining they can't have they can't have a, a dull season you know they gotta they, they gotta write some storylines you know i think, think how do you feel about I think houston trade? also did a really good job of showing everybody what not to do when you want to trade <laughs> your star player because like i think they botched this situation <laughs> from the very beginning uh okay obviously why like, is that just start from there man why do why do you think they botched it so i mean okay so we don't have to go into what houston did with the preferential treatment and like Harden deciding practice schedule and stuff like a lot of players get that. I think that's okay. Whatever. If you're a star player, you're performing, you can do that. The problem really is if you just look at this year, what Houston did made no sense. First of all, Russell Westbrook wanted out because Mm -hmm. Harden was a bad teammate, not really into it. I think we all knew uh, Harden's not the best teammate, but I didn't know that it was because he wasn't committed. That was something new for me. That, like, he wouldn't even pay attention in the playoffs to video. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're in the NBA trying to win a championship, and you can't watch He's watching film? the stripper videos, bro. Clearly, that's what he was doing. He was not into it at all. So, like... ATL, baby. <laughs> for Houston to bring in John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and then let Harden still be a part of the picture, I thought it was kind of dumb to begin with. And then once Harden said he's out, he doesn't want to play, that, that should have been it. Harden should not mm-hmm. have played another yep, second yep. for the Rockets he should have been sitting they had him for three years so they had the leverage they could have just asked him to stay wherever he is Magic City with Lou Will he can chill as much <laughs> as he wants and then once they find a good offer they trade him but to go into the season and waste actual games that you need to make the playoffs yeah doesn't make sense you know what's crazy now that you yeah. think about it like they brought in John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins Two guys who have had a tough time with injury in the last couple of years. These two are like itching to get back on the court, right? They're mm, and yeah. especially especially someone like John Wall who hasn't tasted winning in a really long time or ever for that matter. This guy's actually he's itching to get on the court and actually perform and try to try to try to do his best, right? He wants he wants to perform at his best. Coming off an Achilles, rehabbing that, and then the same with same thing with Demarcus Cousins. Such an extensive rehab, you come back and you you take right. pride in that, right? And sure. I don't blame him for like being for being upset with the guy. Um, but yeah, man, it's just crazy. It's a crazy dynamic that they put they put everyone in that locker room in. Yeah. So yeah, I think you guys said a lot of good things there. Um, I definitely agree with both of you and Sharuk in particular that. They definitely botched the situation. Um, how they traded AD out of New Orleans was a good example of what they should have done. Yeah, that's a good And kind of just sat him and just kept him sitting. You know, 
they sat him for the better part of the second half of that season, right? Before the trade. So, um, or maybe the whole, I think it was actually the entire think, second half of the season. He I sat. think on that one though, 81 that just was, sit as well yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, like he he, it was well, yeah, but, but I mean, it, it kind of preserves his value, right? Like you saw a very dejected Harden on the court. Um, let's just recap the trade. So, uh, yeah, in the Harden trade, there was three teams and sorry, four teams involved. Um, Oladipo went to Houston. Jared Allen from the Brooklyn Nets went to Cleveland. Indianapolis got Karis LeVert and the Nets got, um, Harden. So that was the big, the big player movement. Uh, pretty interesting, Oladipo, I think, is a great pairing with John Wall. It makes them a really, really fast mm-hmm. team. And it's going to be an interesting look. Uh, you know, might get DeMarcus Cousins involved. If he's feeling good, then, you know, he might be able to get involved with that with that fast pair and they might be able to do some damage. Jared Allen to um, what seems to be Center City, Cleveland. <laughs> uh, he's probably buried on that bench for now. And I think it's very possible that uh, Cleveland targets a trade with one of those big men. And uh, a little side note there, I think the Raptors should definitely try to get in there and try to get one of those centers because they can all help the the, the Raps. Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, man. Karis LeVert going to Indy is big for them. Gives them a luxury cap. They get under the luxury tax and they get cap space, which is good for them. And Sabonis is the clear alpha there now. And then we have the Nets big three, man. How do you guys feel about the Nets now? Uh, I think honestly, it this is the most confusing, uh, big three that I have ever seen. Or like I should just say, super team in any sport. There's a lot of sports where you can put a lot of talent together, and it generally does work because talent is supreme. We know this. Uh, yeah. But I don't think we've ever seen conflicting personalities as much as we do with these Brooklyn Nets. There's not any one person that you can look to for leadership. And I think in the regular season, they're going to coast. They're going to be <laughs> winning games like no tomorrow. Harden's going to put up 40. Then the next game, Kyrie will put up 40. I think they'll take turns. They'll be fine. But when the playoffs come and they get punched in the mouth for the first time, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. That's yeah. if Kyrie comes back, man. I'm not convinced that guy's coming back. All right. That you you think he gets traded? I don't know if he's getting traded, man. I, I, like like we said earlier in an earlier episode, only Kyrie knows what he's thinking, right? That's like a good point. you like yeah, you can't was- predict what the what the hell this guy's gonna do, and I'm not convinced he's even gonna show show up. Like he was available to play on Saturday in Harden's debut, he didn't play. Like there's no COVID issues going on either. So apparently he's yeah, tested yeah. negative for. Um, for the last last few days, and he's still not showing up to play. And it's, I I don't know if they're gonna have a big three, man. I I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. You might be right. right. You might be right. I don't know. Like, yeah, I did. I did put a lot of faith in them last last time we talked about the NBA. I definitely put a lot of faith in them getting it together. Personally, for me, um, you know, I think everything that I said still kind of stands. They did lose some. They did lose some role players, but I think they have the guys to kind of fill those holes. And um, you know, I think Harden adds a lot of playmaking mm-hmm. that uh, Kyrie would have added if they do get rid of Kyrie or if Kyrie doesn't play for whatever reason. But if Kyrie comes back, I think it's a wrap, man. I think I think this team on the floor is gonna be too much to deal with, man. For Kyrie to come up dribbling the ball. And be able to either create a shot, pass it to the left to Harden, or pass it to the right to KD. It's gonna be insane, and it's almost it's almost like you can have an MVP caliber player at all times on the I floor. I think what you said you know, there is really interesting because you said Kyrie dribbling up the ball. I don't know how Harden's gonna yeah. feel about Kyrie dribbling up the ball every time. <laughs> I don't know if Man, that'll. You I know think, how long will that last? I think honestly, right now, I mean, it's one game. But based on the debut, I think Harden has bought in to the fact yep. that he is not the primary scoring option or primary facilitation option on this team. I think he is really, really, really trying to win a ring because, you know, the last couple years, Harden was all about the triple doubles and putting up all the numbers and trying to win that way, right? 
And what did he say in his uh in his uh in his interview after the game? They were like, "Oh, you're the first you're the first player to have a debut triple double with a new team. Like, how do you feel?" And he's like, "Nothing. It doesn't matter." He's like, "All I want to do is win." So you know, obviously it's a small sample size for sure, but um, I think he's really bought into the to the fact that he can win a ring now. He can do it, and he has a squad to do it. And I think he's gonna do whatever he needs to do. And really, what that's gonna mean is being a going back to transitioning back to being a shooting guard, and not being a PG because you can't play Kyrie as a shooting guard. It's not gonna happen. And you could run. It's gonna be essentially like a Toronto Raptors, Fred VanVleet, Kyle Lowry situation where it's a mixed combo guard situation for both players. But what you are gonna see a lot of is one of them running with the second unit a lot mm. and putting a lot of pressure on team second mm. units to go out there and guard somebody who's, you know, a bigger caliber player than they probably are, right? So that's where I think it's kind of be a wrap. Kyrie definitely needs to get out of his own way, man. He's he's really messing it up right now. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know maybe maybe the suspension and and the the league fines and stuff that he had, maybe that plays a part into why he's not playing right now, but you know, I think man I really think he needs to get it back on track or, you know, they need to get out of that situation ASAP and get some more talent around Harden and uh, Harden and Ky- Harden and KD. If Kyrie's not there and Kyrie doesn't want to be there, man, at this point, you got Harden, say, yo, that's cool. <laughs> we'll go back, you know, get somebody else to run the ball up with us. But um, yeah, so... Yo, so like it, something interesting about Kyrie, right? Like we always say, yeah, like... Uh, when we discussed the NBA in our first podcast, I remember uh, you. We were talking about how I was talking about how Kyrie hasn't really proven anything, and Samir, you came out and said, "Yeah, no, actually, he might have proven something in the finals, right?" And yeah, you you're right, right? Something. Like that was when was that? So when was that finals? Uh, that was a uh, 2016, right? So in 2016, that that took place, right? So yeah. that's that's one instance. Let's 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 write let's note that down, right? And then we've got okay. the next season, the final season with the Cavs, where he says he's not he's he's not interested in playing with LeBron, right? So that happens, and then he goes to Boston the next season, yeah. right? And that doesn't work out. So he's there for two yeah. seasons there, right? So that's yeah. three seasons. Uh, so that's three seasons total after the after the shot he hit in the nba championship then he goes to the then he goes to brooklyn and he's injured he's disinterested in the year that durant isn't playing with him right i don't blame him for that but yeah (laughs) okay yeah okay okay sure i'm saying yes keep going so that's so that's that's four seasons out of the last uh five that he's been disinterested is this guy and actually the same guy that hit the game winner or are we talking about someone who is just genuinely disinterested in the game of basketball um because the last four seasons take that one first because the last four seasons he hasn't shown up no i think he hasn't shown up all right let me let me let me defend him let me defend him real quick i don't know how much of a defense this is gonna be and then i'll let you uh presumably (laughs) rip your friend Kyrie as well but Honestly, man, uh, like I said, I don't blame him for the Boston stint because I think he realized that he was in over his head trying to lead a team. And, um, you know, that's kind of why I give him a pass in Boston. Obviously, things didn't work out the way they were they were they were supposed to, Um, you know, and he came he had a come to Jesus moment as well. He went back and told LeBron, you know, listen, I, I respect you a lot more. So. Um, I give him a pass for that situation last year with the Nets. I don't blame him for, you know, not wanting to play on a team that (laughs) didn't have his running mate on it. But all that being said, Kyrie needs to come back to the Nets right now for any of this to be valid. You know, like Kyrie needs to come back like ASAP and just say, okay, you know, I'm here and he needs to play the rest of the season. You know, no more of these mental lapses where he needs to take breaks and if they are like make them one game breaks like do not go a wall on your squad for what is it the better part of two weeks now like you know um you can't do that 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 to me does not fly 
I don't know. Like again, nobody knows what Kyrie is thinking except Kyrie. But um, I don't know what kind of situations might be going on inside the locker room that might be preventing him from playing. But um, overall, like if this is truly about you know the fact that he just doesn't want to play, which is what he said to the media last, right? He said, "I'm just gonna not. I don't want to be here." If that's what it is, then you know you're. You're you're 100% correct. It's not the same Kyrie that hit the shot cuz cuz that Kyrie wanted to do nothing but exactly. play, you know? So, I can I can definitely I can definitely agree that, you know, if Kyrie doesn't come back now, like now there's no excuses. You have KD and if that wasn't enough, now you have Harden on the squad as yeah, well, dude, right? So, he asked, if you don't have he asked for if KD, you don't have right? the interest, yeah, if you don't have the interest to play ball now, then you're not going to have the interest to play ball, you know? So, in my opinion, man, there shouldn't be any locker room issues. The guy got his guy. I don't think there are. <laughs> I'm just saying, right. you know, we obviously don't know if there are. Like, he could he could have friction that we don't we don't know about, but... Um, no, clearly he does, know, I don't right? Think oh, yeah, that, I, don't think, I don't think that is. I there's there's definitely something going yeah, on. Yeah, so, right? okay, what do you guys think the problem is? What do you guys think the no, problem is? No, the problem is Kyrie Irving. True. That's that's There's yep. no other 100%. way to think about this. Thank you. Uh, and even like I don't know like uh, the passes that you gave are so like that's so generous. I wish more people had passes like that in life because yeah. Kyrie Irving played with the greatest know, player man. ever, arguably in my opinion, yeah. the greatest player of arguably. all time, LeBron arguably. James. Arguably, and I think this situation arguably. just tells you how valuable LeBron James's leadership actually is because exactly. he took this Kyrie Irving oh and he turned God. him into a guy that showed up every day, played basketball at a very high level. And didn't really cause any problems anywhere else. It's not like Kyrie Irving just now started thinking the earth was flat. He always thought that. He just knew this is not the time to say it because we're in the playoffs. So I'm going to keep it to myself. (laughs) But then he says, I can do it. Goes to Boston. Tries to do it all on his own. Not only was he not able to actually show up on the court. The off-court problems, you don't get a pass for. I can get, like, if it was just Kyrie Irving trying his hardest and not being successful, he gets a pass. Because I don't think that like that team still hasn't won anything, so fine. But the the locker yeah. room issues in Boston, that's all on him because everybody else was fine. They all liked each other, and they all had a problem with Kyrie. They then made Kyrie, the conference finals yeah. last year, man. And without Kyrie, yeah. and even in the season when they had Kyrie, he got injured. They played better. Then he goes mm-hmm. to Brooklyn, and you see a very similar thing happen. And that's where it's like, if if Brooklyn never happened, yeah. maybe I'll give you the pass because it was his first time. But because he just repeated his steps, I can't give the guy a pass. He yeah. went in, he ruined that yeah. locker room, and they also played better when he wasn't there. Now, it really mm-hmm. goes to like the question, how much is uh, is this Nets team going to be KD's influence? And I think the answer is basically all of it. Like This team will go as far as KD goes. Yeah. But I think the most yeah. important for the Brooklyn Nets and what all Brooklyn Nets fans should hope for is for Irving to retire. If he doesn't play again, I think that's my finalist pick from the East. And I think they have a 50-50 shot at beating the Lakers. If Kyrie Irving is there come postseason time, I don't believe in this team at all. Wow. And honestly, man, even wow. I think I think if I think if LeBron was with Kyrie right now, I, like I agree with you, Sharuk, that we gotta give him credit for reeling in and getting the Kyrie the the Kyrie of the 2015-2016 season he he had him focused on one goal I give him credit for that but honestly I'm not sure that anyone can reel this guy in right now no he's gone now yo man he's he's he got his guy in Durant and all of a sudden he's not interested in playing and the passes that were given him man I've got an appointment tomorrow at 6 p.m. And if I don't show up to work, there's consequences. Exactly. Right? Yep. exactly. At the end of the day, this guy is a professional athlete. Sure, like you do it for the love of the game. I do it for the love of healthcare. There's it's very it's very similar in that manner where you're doing your job as a professional. And the fact that he's he's not showing up and he's not getting uh, well, he he did get fined, but he's he missed so many games before that before any fines were even yeah. implicated on this guy. 
the fact that that's, this is taking place and the fact that the conversation of giving him a pass is even a thing right now yeah, is a slap crazy. in the face crazy. to all professionals in, in life, well, in my opinion. Okay. Okay, well, well, I'm okay. I'm kind of saying this is this is where the rubber meets the road. Like, if he continues to sit out now, then you know, take what I said about Boston and throw it out the window, kind of thing. Because what I'm saying is, if he comes back now and is and is the player that he can be, that he showed out, like like in their season debut in the first couple games, you know, they looked unstoppable as a duo. Hundred percent. You know, so if he comes back and he's that guy. And now he just has somebody else to throw the ball to as well. That's when I'm saying I give him the pass. If he if he stays being this guy and he stays, you know, on the bench at home at parties and not not wearing face masks and all this, you know, if he stays being that guy, then I agree with you guys that, you know, Kyrie Irving is not the person that he once was. And maybe he was that person all along, like Sharuk saying, yeah. and you know, it was LeBron's great leadership skills that that reeled him in, but mind uh, you, man, he was a younger kid then too, right? Like he was young. Like he LeBron was, younger, exactly. was was his big brother. He was that figure to him, and he a younger kids more easily influenced into doing things. That I, I give you that, right? Now the guy is 27, 28 years old. He's his own man. So that that is the reason why I say I don't even think LeBron can pull this guy in right now. Like he's yeah, he's all I mean, in his head. It all lies. It all lies with Kyrie now. What he wants to do, um, the fact that Sharuk said that he doesn't see them as as a finalist or as much of a threat if Kyrie's on the floor I'll versus if why. he's Don't not. Worry about it. It's it's wild I mean, to me. It's super wild. I agree with that take. On the I want to hear why on though. the floor, on the floor, on the floor. Absolutely, bar none, there's no team that can compete with the Nets if Kyrie's playing, and he has Harden and KD on his on his team. There's no so team. Which Kyrie are we that... talking about, though, bro? <laughs> no, we're talking about a committed Kyrie. Nets debut this season, debut Kyrie, Kyrie and KD duo Kyrie. That Kyrie, if that guy shows up, and he has Harden on one side, whether he's overweight or in shape, <laughs> and he has KD on the other side pregame meal or not like you know it's it's all them it's all nets the whole I way mean, man. so you say that but here's the problem and i think like we've already seen this this season in the limited games that Kyrie has played oh but when we go to the fourth quarter in any brooklyn nets game there is a clear guy that all of us would count on that's kd right there's no way that kd should not be taking the most important shots on that team Go watch the fourth quarter's back of the games they've played so far, the close ones. Kyrie is taking more shots yo, than KD. We're letting we're letting yo, when I say when I say we, I'm I'm speaking from KD's point of view. But we're letting <laughs> we're letting Lil Bro get his reps in now. You, man. you you say that. You know, you know what's But it that's comes the time, issue, man. Now when you KD know what's, No 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 no, 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 no. KD goes to Kyrie in the no, playoffs no, no. in a game six and says, Yo, I want that ball. There's gonna be tension. Gonna get it. There's gonna be no, tension. No, 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 no. He's be, gonna no. get it. Hundred no, 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 percent. No, no, he may no, get the ball, but he, Kyrie's not. He's gonna go on his hiatus again. If KD, if KD, if KD does the clap, give me the ball as Kyrie dribbles up the court. Kyrie you thought Draymond say, Green was bad? Yeah, Kyrie is gonna say no, worse no, things no, to no, KD no, right stop there. Stop it, boys. Kyrie will stop leave the court. He will get. He will stop in the middle of the play. He will leave the court. That's what will happen. We know this. Stop it. KD is a proven killer. And well, Kyrie, Kyrie said, Kyrie said, now I know that that guy can make the shot. He said for the first time in his career, he's playing season. with another guy. He's saying that he, for the first time in his career, he's playing with another guy. He can make that shot that he knows can make that shot. That's including his time in Cleveland. Now, I know that that's kind of wild to say to LeBron that it's LeBron incorrect. can't make that shot. I know that. I know that's very wild, but. That shows you how highly Kyrie Kyrie has KD on his on his mantle. You know that shows you where as he's he at should with with KD as he should. So and as yeah. he should, but yo don't don't get up with these wild takes and start saying if it's a game seven Kyrie's taking that shot. No way in hell if the play is made and designed for KD to get the ball, KD is getting okay, the so ball. So let me ask you this question, right? This season, the Nets have had a few like late game situations. Obviously, they've lost a couple of games, close ones. Yeah. Do you think Steve yeah. Nash was drawing up all those plays for Kyrie? 
with Katie there? No, I think I think honestly, I think a lot of it. I think maybe fifty percent of it was Kate Kyrie plays, and you know the other ones were. I think I'd have to go back and watch them, but there was definitely a couple broken sequences where they didn't get what they wanted. I think it's because Kyrie but, doesn't um, let that happen. For the most part, no, man. For the most part, I think I think, and it's also a chemistry issue. Like you know, mm-hmm. like right now, Kyrie doesn't know. And KD doesn't know um, exactly how much time they have to develop something, you know? Like, Kyrie Kyrie has not played in the league for the better part of, like, the last year and a half, right? Like, he hasn't really played ball. Yeah. So, it takes time to get your timing back, to get your moves right, and find out what's confusing to def- defenders and what isn't. So, you know, the the moves that worked early on in the, the Boston run... Those might not those might not be the same dribble moves that Kyrie uses now, right? Like every defender, every dribbler and and playmaker has to kind of up their game every year to keep the defenders behind them, right? So, I think I think a lot of it is Kyrie trying to figure that part of it out, and right now I don't think they care who takes the shot. But if it goes to a critical game, like we're not talking about critical games right now. We're not. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like Obviously, every game means a little bit more because of the shortened season. But in the in in the view of the Nets, these are not critical games. Like mm-hmm. like Kyrie could play the whole game by himself, and KD could sit out. Right? Like that can happen, and it's not critical mm-hmm. to them. So if you're taking shots in a non-critical game, I don't think they really care who takes no. the shot. But if you get into a playoff situation, there is no way. I'll I'll put money on it. There is no way that you know you have the Draymond Green situation. And it doesn't go the way that it's supposed to. Dude, you're, you know? you're, you're there's completely... There's no way. There's no you're way. You're completely disregarding the fact that, like, these are habits that you're developing, right? That's, like, you that's can't, what I'm you, I agree you, with you that. Can't, you can't disregard everything that happens in the season and throw that completely out the window when it mm-hmm. comes to a playoff series, right? No, we saw it with... Uh, what was the issue? Uh, what team Here am I go. thinking of? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, crap, crap. Last year, the Clippers, man. So the Clippers, they didn't have a Kawhi play in many games. They had, they would rest them. Uh, Paul George was out. They had chemistry issues. They didn't develop their game a- accordingly, and as a result, that showed in the playoffs. The issues that the issues that re- come up in the season, if they're mm-hmm. if they're coming up in the season, they're only going to be magnified in the playoffs because the moment's bigger, yep. right? And that's where, like, I have no problem saying that a, a team led by KD and J, uh, James Harden will go to the pl- uh, will go to the finals and they'll compete for a championship with the Lakers, hundred percent. But if Kyrie is there, the dude has not sh- in the in the last five years he has not shown <laughs> that he can't get he can't get out of his own way. Yeah, and. That's that's that there's some historical context to that and that seems to be a habit of his where he can't get a get out of his own way. And I'm yeah. going to put my money on what I've seen happen repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And he this this is going to like if we're talking hot takes, like this is like I I'm feeling the heat for even thinking about this. <laughs> like Kyrie's like a cancer dude. He comes well, that's into not a, a hot team. Take anymore, bro. <laughs> he comes into a team and it just basically implodes, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is with this guy. If he could just, I I understand there's a lot going on in the states right now. There's a lot of issues with social injustice, but the the one person we all applaud for for taking a for taking a role in helping that is a guy like LeBron. Someone who comes comes out, plays his game, and uses his platform to do good. He has that available yeah. to him, and for <laughs> for whatever reason, for whatever reason, he doesn't like to use that platform. It it doesn't make any sense to me. Social issues are a big. It seems it seems like he's very heavily involved in those. So taking advantage of his platform it would be would be a no brainer in my opinion. Um, but it just doesn't seem like that's that's the case with this guy. Okay. Um, we're not going to debate too much social injustice <laughs> yeah, yeah, topics, yeah. but but uh, I will say that I think a lot of players do more than LeBron does with his platform. 
you know, we can go back. For those of you who who really like to use Google, just uh, Google the Hong Kong riot comments by LeBron <laughs> and kind of the walk back to, you know, and whatever. He's a figurehead of the NBA. I get it from a business standpoint of view. You know, you can't have your your great players talking talking bad on some of your 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 relationships, business relationships. So, um, okay, but going back to the Kyrie conversation, I agree with you guys that if he does not come back to this Nets team, you know, I'm all in on the Kyrie is a cancer, Kyrie can't play, and Kyrie implodes every team. I'm all in on that opinion, you know, but I'm saying. Right now, and I hope Kyrie listens to this podcast, and this is the <laughs> this is the one that ignites the fire in him. But, um, but you know, right now, I really think that he's gonna come back to this team, and it's gonna be like when Paul Pierce left the left the finals <laughs> in the wheelchair, came back and hit the game winning three. It's gonna be it's gonna be that type of drama, you know. And he's gonna he's gonna leave with a chip, man. I think he's gonna do it. But you know, there is there is the there is the definite possibility that he doesn't. And if he does, then you know, I I don't think there's any use in debating anything anymore because at that point it's clear cut. You guys are right, there is a pattern and you know, all that all that talk goes out the window of Kyrie, you know trying to do his own thing or being able to lead a team or all that, you know? So, so I agree with you guys on that. Um, let's, let's move on a little Man, bit. This uh, went from being like a James Harden trade. <laughs> we're going back to, to James like Harden. just we're going ripping back to James Kyrie Harden, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Yo, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but no, let's go back to Harden for a second. He had his Nets debut yesterday. We're recording this Sunday, um, Sunday night. So we just saw, Harden debut yesterday with the with the Nets. I I talked about it a little bit earlier, but he had a monster stat line. He had 30 points, 14 assists, 12 rebounds, and he was the first NBA player in history to have a triple-double in a debut with a new team. And KD had 42 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals and 2 blocks, which I thought was really important to highlight as well because it shows you that he just went out there, scored, and did enough offensively and defensively to still be involved in the overall game, right? So, um, obviously, you can't deny that those were great performances, mm-hmm. uh, great game overall. Uh, I have a quote here um, that that Harden was asked after the game, um, you know, what, what, what his thoughts were on the game. And he said, I'm a hooper. Like I said, I'm very unselfish. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Obviously, KD is like an elite, different kind of basketball player as far as the way he is able to score the basketball. It's so easy for him, and I know that. I just want to make it a little bit easier if I can. Mm -hmm. For the rest of our team, our shooters and our bigs, make it easier for them. So, yeah, it was just easy out there. I have two questions. Has Harden bought in and... Do you guys believe that he will stay bought in for the rest of the season? I think so, man. This guy has been—he's been ridiculed so much of not being able to get it done. Uh, I believe that he's gonna—he's gonna show up. He's gonna—he's gonna—he's uh, gonna fill up the stat line. Um, yeah, man. The 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 narrative around this guy—he's—he's—he's he's, he's been listening, man. He he knows what's up. He knows what's what everyone is saying. So. He's gonna come out and he's gonna have these monster performances, and honestly, the the, the stat line doesn't surprise me. Like he's done it before, yeah. where he's uh, averaged nearly a triple double in Houston. So yeah. this does, doesn't surprise me at all, man. So I, I expect nothing but for him to put up like thirty, ten, and nine going forward. It wasn't it wasn't his stat line that surprised me. It was it was the fact that KD dropped forty two. And that stat line happened that surprised me. And there's another stat. But Shuruk, what do you think? think Go ahead, Shuruk. I I agree with like some things you said, and there's some that I I couldn't disagree with more. So I think you're right that we're going to see this a lot from James Harden. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. And James Harden is going to be doing this all year long, well into the playoffs. He's going to go out there. He's going to put a monster performances, 30 point triple doubles, and everything. But where I do, I guess, have an issue with what you guys are saying is 
I don't think this shows us that Harden's bought in. Because, first of all, this is pre-Kyrie, so he was bringing the ball up. He did get to facilitate a lot. So, you know, it's all good to yeah. say, oh, I don't care about the stat line after you put up the stat line. But really, when they win a game with him only having 12 points and four shots, is he going to say the same thing? I honestly don't think so. The second thing is... I don't is, think that happens, man. No, exactly. I, I, I actually agree with that because I think what will happen is he'll just be like, F all you guys, I'm shooting. I don't care about anything mm-hmm. else. I need to get my shots up, which obviously is not is not good for team basketball. Oh now, the other thing is uh, going back to him like uh, being someone who's listening to the narratives. I think that the problem is like this doesn't help with those narratives because the narrative is in clutch moments, Harden folds. But now he has two options to defer to. So is he re- is he really being that guy? You know what I mean? And like we've already dis- discussed, KD is going to be the closer. So then in that case, Harden really won't dispel any uh, narratives about him. We'll still think he's a playoff choker. He just needed two other all-stars around him. Uh, I disagree. I disagree completely. I think... I think if you if you get into that territory, then you know there's a lot on the table that needs to be fraudulent in my in my. In my I mean, you can say that. that. New, uh, you know, if we're talking about new... if we're talking about these rings being fraudulent, no, I didn't say like, that. If he I didn't wins say the championship, that. We still have we still have the narrative that that Harden is a playoff choker. He just needed two other guys. No, no, hold on, hold on. You know, if if that is the if that is the narrative that he's a playoff choker, but he won only because of these other guys, you know, then there's a lot to be debated. Um, as far as, as far as, um, his role on the team and whether he'll buy in, I personally think that he's going to buy in to do whatever he can to win a ring, because I think that it changes his career legacy completely. You know, he goes from, he goes from sixth man of the year to, MVP of a Harden of a of a Harden led um of a Harden led uh, Houston Rockets team, you know, and he then you know uh, crafts his way out of Houston <laughs> on a forty one million dollar deal and per year and uh, goes and wins possibly multiple rings with another mini dynasty possibly in the making you know like if the nets go back to back which they which they i think they could as long as everybody stays healthy you know we're talking about one of the one of the great you know uh teams built through the offseason really quickly uh potentially ever depending on how long they stay together and what they do right so so i think i think this is a moment for harden to you know kind of kind of i think for himself say where do I want to be in five years? Do I want to be a three-time champion? Or do I want to lead the league in every category again? Let me ask you a question. You know, and I think I think that there are people out there that are selfish enough in the sport to say, I just want to lead every category forever, right? Every year, I just want to put up the biggest numbers. I personally think that Harden is not that person. I think that, you know, Harden is a guy who, who, who wanted a legacy you know, and he felt trapped on that Houston, on that OKC team. He felt trapped on the bench, you know, so he went and did what he had to. But then he realized that it wasn't going to work out in Houston. Because he's not the guy, you know, because he's not the guy, right? He's not, he's not the alpha, alpha dog that's going to get you all the way to a chip. Or to the finals. Right? Or the finals for that matter, in the West. In the East, he could have done it. Yeah. In the East, that team well, could have done LeBron. it. But in the West... In the West, in the West, you couldn't have done it. So, so I think, I think he actually has a more logical standpoint on this, and he's coming to the Nets saying, "I want a good situation where I can win, and and win potentially multiple rings, and then I won't have to think about the Houston saga being the highlight of my career." So that's kind of how I think Harden's approaching it, and if that means having a night where. He has 12 and 10, you know, or sorry, 12 and 4, as you said. I think he's okay with that. I think for him, he's going to say that's just one night 
and I can have these monster knights. He already made history again, <laughs> right? Like, he already made history. So, I don't think... I think the only thing he's worried about is the ring talk that's going to happen after his career. That's going to that's gonna put him in the, the, the debates for the all-time or take him out of the debates for the all-time list. So, I think that he's a guy who's playing for legacy. And I think that this is his moment to, to be a second option on what could be a mini dynasty. So, yeah, I think I think he buys in. Um, I don't know. You guys seem to seem to think otherwise. No, man, I, I'm with you, uh, man. I think I think he buys in, too. No, by you guys, I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I think he buys in. Uh, like, I don't think yeah. there's going to be too many nights where he's going to have, like, 12 points, 15 points. I think it's going to yeah. be, he's going to get his, he's going to get his numbers. A healthy dose, but, a healthy um, dose, yeah. But yeah, I don't think there's going to be any issues with him buying in. But I do agree with Sharuk, man. Like putting up stats during the during the regular season doesn't really mean much for him. It's when, it's during the playoffs. And I don't even think he'll get that opportunity because you have KD there, right? So KD's most likely going to be taking all the high leverage situations on his shoulders. So I don't know if he ever even like if he ever gets rid of that narrative, does. right? I don't know if he gets. I think he does. I think he does. I, I'm not sure. Like we'll, we'll see, right? Like I'm not sure he gets rid of that narrative that he can uh, he can get it done in the playoffs. I don't know if he'll get that well, opportunity, I, right? But honestly, what we'll I see. imagine, what I imagine happening, is really like we also have to take into the take into account these guys are playing in the East. Yeah. Now, right. So, so having a playoff moment in the East, Lowry, Lowry has had clutch moments in the East. You know, Lowry has had super clutch moments in the East. So, um, I think that this is the perfect situation for a play to be drawn up. That KD is at the top of the key trying to, trying to find something or drives and kicks to Harden for three. And, you know, I think Harden for the first time in his career since the OKC days doesn't have the pressure that he had to be the one to create that shot. I think he just has to be sitting there waiting for the ball. And, you know, he can kind of take that shot kind of stress-free. But he doesn't do that. You no, know, like obviously, obviously it, it... No, no, but I think this is the this is the situation where he can. Like I think this is the situation where at the end of a game, you can have a big moment. But you can draw up a play where where Harden's off the ball and just gets a quick little you know pass and shoot type of opportunity, and I think those are gonna be the moments that are gonna make him, uh, you know, kind of shed that label of he can make the big shot. But it was just in in the Houston days, it was more about having to create and make the big shot, which I think is what he struggles with, you know, cause cause his whole like. This whole dribble up and dribble 24 seconds off the shot clock to take a step back one footer three, you know, that's never going to work in the playoffs. I don't care who you are. You know, that's never going to work. So it was it wasn't surprising to me whenever he got found out in the playoffs for that strategy not working. But I think I think I think he has the perfect strategy. I think he has the perfect team. Sorry for him to finally shed that label. We'll see if it happens. We'll we'll find out pretty quickly. It's a short season. You know, in a couple months, we're gonna be in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, we're not fi- we're not far away from finding out. But, uh, yeah, does anybody have any uh, me, closing so, remarks on the Harden conversation? Let me ask yeah, you guys yeah, something. Yeah. Um, Go for it. Yeah. So, sure. you said Harden or KD would be at the top of the key with the ball. You look for Harden off ball, yeah. quick pass and shoot, right? So we know that that happened in Golden State because you had the greatest off-ball player of all time in Steph Curry, in my opinion. Like, he, he, his oh movement is actually Steph unbelievable. Steph Curry stan, by the way. We have to point <laughs> it out. Steph Curry stan. Day one. Steph Curry um, stan. And then you also had a guy that Warning. could be one of the best spot-up shooters ever in Klay Thompson. Um, yeah. So it's kind of easy to draw that play and have that happen. Now, my question for you guys is, do you guys think the way Kyrie and Harden are, and we know who they are now, we in terms of basketball at least, do you think they'll be able to run an offense where that will even be a good option where Kyrie and Harden are yep. running around? We haven't seen that in maybe ever. Sharuk, I got I actually pulled something up here, man. So I've got some it's it's a it's a graph of his three point 
uh, attempts, and it spans from 2014 to 2019. So Harden's 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 yep James Harden th- okay. three point shooting. So we've got 2014, um, zero dribbles before his three point attempt. We're looking about 50 percent, right? And that is slowly on a decline every year till 2019. As his dribbles yep. increase. His dribbles increase, and he's at seven plus dribbles. His se- so when he takes a three point shot, seven with seven plus dribbles. More than up, upwards of sixty percent of the time, <laughs> and zero dribbles. We're talking under ten. That so is crazy. that, like, like we said earlier about Kyrie, I'm not sure that the James Harden that can just pull up and sh- or uh, d- can spot up and shoot is even around anymore, man. That's he's bad. been shooting. He's been shooting off the dribble for the last three to four years and that's that's how he's had his success that's how he won his mvps thank you that's for how houston my made take. it to the western conference finals in game seven and they had the epic collapse in in the fourth quarter where they couldn't hit a shot. so he made it to he made it to that peak Man. playing this way i don't think I, i'm not sure if he'll be able to but i'm not going to put my money on him being able to revert back to the james harden that was an OKC wow. where he's just going to move without the ball and then he's going to catch a pass from Kyrie or KD and he'll hit the three. I don't think that James Harden just, exists anymore. Man. Yeah, I mean, not not the one I'm that's just, eating I'm, like cake every single day after the game. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to email this podcast straight to the Brooklyn Nets. Another, I'm going to let them listen to it before it even comes out. <laughs> You know, and then and then we'll we'll talk about it. But you guys are seriously disrespecting James. No, Harden. I don't think it's disrespect at all. Disrespect. I think it's no, the no, no, evolution it's, of his. You're play. disrespecting yeah. you. Are, you guys are definitely disrespecting his ability to adapt. Oh, that's one hundred percent. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Because because 100%. yeah, no, exactly. See <laughs> see how quick that's changed. They didn't let me finish out here. They didn't let me finish. <laughs> but no, seriously, you guys are super disrespecting his ability to adapt. I think that, you know, we're going to find out. So, I mean, it's not even going to be a hot take for too long, but he's he's definitely going to be whoever they need him that's, to be. That's you the know, biggest if, lie. If Steve, Nash, that is like, if, Steve Nash, if Steve Nash says, yo, listen, you need to be a spot-up shooter and you need to give KD control of the ball, he's going to do it. You know Sharuk, why? let me take care of he this wants guy. <laughs> Keep going. He wants rings. No, 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 Keep no, no, going. no. He wants Keep rings. Going. He wants rings. At the end of the day... You can't stop a player when they want to win. You know, when they want to really win. Like, LeBron took the heat of the entire league and became the villain to go and win in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew what was going to happen to him. He knew he was going to be crucified for his decision. But he did it. You know why? Because he wanted to yep. win. He was that guy in Miami, though. KD, KD did that when he went to the, when he went to the Golden State Warriors. You know why? Because he wanted to yep. win. But he was the Favorable man. Favorable right? situation. He was, he was, he was, he was really willing to take all the heat from the league, right? And everybody else. And you know, we all know how much, uh, how much uh, sensitivity is in, is in KD when it comes to media and everything else. So imagine being the good boy of the league, you know, kind of the star boy of the league in OKC, you know, the hometown talent that, uh, sorry, not the hometown, but the small town talent. That stayed small town, and you know is loyal to the loyal to the Thunder is gonna hopefully lead them with Russell Westbrook, and he leaves and goes to a super team, you know changes the whole narrative around his name, becomes a villain. Why to win rings? I mean, I think it affected him, bro. The guy has a ball about the size of Harden, an island. Harden, Harden, oh my God, man, KD, I'm. I really want the Nets to listen to this now, man. I really want the Nets to listen. As long to as they pay uh, for it, bro, KD, I don't mind. <laughs> KD, hold on, KD, KD did all that to win. Now, Harden's been through the whole process of vilifying himself. If all he needs to do is buy in, take a little cut on his stats, you know, and hit the shots that he knows he can hit without having to create them, you know, that for for Harden, that's basically saying do less work and get a better reputation. Are you done? You know, there is no way that he's going to po- pass up that opportunity. I'm going to let you rebuttal, but 
nothing you say matters because you guys are just going to disrespect him more. Okay. So go okay. ahead and disrespect my boy James Harden's ability to adapt more. Go I ahead. I love please. James Harden as a player. I feel no, I feel he's going to buy into the situation in in Brooklyn. However, you said the key word in your little soliloquy there was adaptability. <laughs> He had Chris Paul on his team, and he couldn't adapt to Chris Paul. They brought in Dwight Howard, shipped him out the next no, year. No, no, no. They brought in big, Russell big Westbrook. He couldn't big adapt to those here. guys. What makes you think he's going to be able to adapt to this team? All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. I got yeah, you. Go ahead. I'm going to go back to the quote. I'm going to go back to the quote we just got from How, Can we not live in quotes anymore, man? Like, obviously, KD is like an elite different kind of basketball player as far as the way he's able to score the basketball i said this to Sharuk. you know we had a big debate about the harden situation overall when it was when it was talks about philly and all these other places that he was going and i told him the one place that he's going to be able to buy in as a second option is the nets and you know why it's because kd is bar down bar none the best player in the league right now when he's healthy that's... There is not somebody who can score the ball any better offensively as a scorer. KD is the best when it comes to scoring the ball. Yep. Harden has made a reputation as a scorer, right? So when it comes to adapting to a Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook or a CP3, you know, he thinks, okay, I am the scorer. You need to adapt to what I need to do. You know, I need to be the one scoring the ball. You need to adapt to me. You don't go onto a team with KD and say, you need to adapt with me scoring the ball. You say, KD, I'm going to give you the ball. You tell me what you need to do for me to make it easier for you. You know, if, if you need me to be in the backcourt, I'll be in the backcourt. If you need me to be in the paint trying to get a rebound, I'll do that. But you don't go like, yo, bro, there's levels to this. And when I tell you the respect for KD as a basketball player in the league, with his peers is is enormous nobody will ever put kd outside the top three in the league and most people when he's healthy um have him at number one in the Mm -hmm, league i'm mm -hmm. saying in the league people that play against Mm -hmm. him people that are his peers you know and when it comes to respecting basketball opinions you have to respect their opinions first because they're the ones doing it right so if the league themselves and everybody in it say kd is a different breed you don't mess with kd Nobody's going to go onto a team and say I'm better than KD. The the one the one issue Harden has always had is he's been able to be the alpha dog. You know, when he went to when he went to Houston, he was able to make a case for himself being the best player on that team every year. And of course he should have adapted more. He should have. If he adapts and, you know, kind of buys in with Chris Paul, they probably get to the finals. You know? If he if he made I don't know if the Westbrook situation would have ever worked out, especially when they had no centers playing and PJ Tucker was their center. I don't think that would have ever worked, but you know, maybe they're more successful there. But now you're in now you're in a situation where he is clearly not the alpha. You know, he is clearly not that guy. KD is definitely that guy, and that's gonna be the difference here. That's why I think all this kind of comes into play is because there's no way you can say that he's better. You're better than him. You can't. Yeah. You know, he shows it every day in practice and he shows it on the court. So, so you know, there's going to be no, there's going to be no questions about who's better, you know, and that's going to, that's going to like, you're kind of, you, you know, you know how you know when you're lying to yourself. If, if Harden goes in there and says, I'm better than you, KD, I need you to adapt and I need you to do this for me. He's going to know at the end of the day, he's lying to himself. Right, it's not gonna happen. So you know, all this talk about what he did in heart, what he did in Houston, doesn't matter because he wasn't with somebody who was clearly better than him ever. Sure, um, I I get your point, but for me, it's like I'll believe it when I see it. Hundred percent. Because because this guy, what we're talking about here is basically press conference talk that he he came out made those comments in a press conference after they won a game and and he's he's basically he's sucking up to kd right yep and 
what what athlete or what person's gonna come out and say anything bad about anyone in that situation anyways yeah he just said it he just said it he just said it two days ago he said he said the houston situation can't be yeah sure yeah because he didn't want to be there he didn't want to be there but he's right i i have i have his so when when was this article published man so this is (laughs) this is an article from july 23rd of 2020 so this is when uh this is about when Russell Westbrook came in and came came onto the Houston Rockets, um, and there's comments here. He he, uh, Harden talking about uh, Russell Westbrook. He looked really good. Someone you can trust. It's definitely an aspect that we've been missing. He said this before. Yeah, this, this is not new, right? No, no, no. He said this before. I I'm with this- you. KD is on another level, man. KD KD is is the alpha on that team. I I give you that. But we can't say it's a foregone conclusion that this is going to work. In the past, it's blown up in his face. It's gonna work. So here, I, I have it's two things. It's blown up in his face. One, it's gonna work. I think what you're seeing right now is what 99% of people do when they have New Year's resolutions. Super excited right at the beginning. You're all into, you're going to lose weight. You're going to go to the gym seven days a week. You're going to wake up at 6 a.m. every day and read a book for the first week of the year. And then things a little get a little bit hard. You get busy with life. Stuff happens. And you're like, oh, I'm going to take one day off. I'm going to be a little bit. I'm going to take my own shots this game. Next thing you know, you guys lose a game because Katie misses a shot. Now you're like, man, if that was me, I would have made it. And I think that that will kind of seep in here because it's just, it's hard. Like once you have a reputation and you are someone, it's really hard to just change yourself overnight. Maybe by next year, we see this new amazing teammate version of Harden that you think we're going to see for the rest of this season. But I think it'll take some time. Like, there's no way he can turn that switch on like that. The only person to ever turn a switch on in basketball is LeBron James when he goes from regular season to playoffs. That's it. And guys, let's not... uh, Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. The the other thing that I wanted to say is KD is clearly the best player on that team. I don't know if he's the alpha on that team. Mm. Before... He is, 100% Before this he is. season started with Kyrie Irving, when asked if KD would kind of take, you know, a leadership role and talk to teammates, whatever, I think, I can't remember the exact quote, but he said something along the lines of, you know, I don't really want to tell people what to do or anything like that. I'm kind of just going to go out there and, but like, you, if you're that guy and you're that alpha dog, then you will be that guy and show, lead. But I don't think KD has no, it in no, him. No, 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 no. I don't no, think he has it in him. Being, being, there's different ways to be a leader that's a different discussion i think there's people who really try to talk and you know lead their team through that type of vocal aspect and then there's people who get out there and say follow my lead you know and they don't say anything but they go out there and kill i don't know if katie's that and that's guy. the type of leader that katie's always been katie doesn't talk to katie doesn't have to have vocal relationships with his teammates he led. He just he says it on Twitter on his burner accounts. No, no, he was not the leader Matt, on that he team. He did lead. He was not the leader on that team. Oh well, he was definitely the Finals MVP. <laughs> so I don't know why you wouldn't give it to the most valuable player on the team. Hey guys, let's not. Uh, uh, another point here is, so this is going to be interesting to watch, right? As the <laughs> as the season goes on. Um, yeah. So yeah, Kevin Durant put up forty two. James Harden put up a triple double with thirty two points. The Brooklyn Nets only beat Orlando by seven points. Very important. Also, yeah, that is, that also, if we look at Vucevic, he had thirty-four and ten. So <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to be something that we got to keep an eye on, right? Um, I, like if Vucevic can put up thirty-four and ten, like again, it's it's not. I'm not saying that it's equivalent, but what can AD do? <laughs> Right. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is no, yeah. this is gonna probably gonna be an issue with this team where they're gonna have a tough time defending um, bigger power forwards or bigger centers. And yeah, this is something that I think we should really keep an eye on on how the Nets do against the bigger guys and yeah. their margin of victory. Man, Orlando was a 500 team, mind you. The Nets were only seven and six before this win as well, but. They only won by seven points. Well, okay, we're talking about we're talking about Harden not knowing any of his teammates, you know, outside of KD, you know. So I think he had something like like six or I don't know if you can look it up, but 
I think he had something like absurd number of turnovers in that game. You know, trying to, and a lot of them were trying to give DeAndre Jordan or somebody else mm-hmm. an alley oop mm-hmm. and just not having the timing. Down. Sure, sure. So you know, those types of kinks are gonna work themselves out, sure. which also leads. You know, those turnovers lead to more possessions for the other team. Sure. So as those come down, you 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 increase that margin a little bit. Sure. Also, I think I think this Nets team isn't done making moves, and I think that they have to address the center spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like that center spot is is shaky right now, and I think they know that, mm-hmm. but they're just waiting for the right moment to kind of address it. Like, I think they're waiting for somebody like Jared Allen. to kind of dip in value a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like Jared Allen, like, like, um, but I think they had to get rid of him because of the cap issues. Right. Like, like there was no way this trade was going to work without getting rid of, uh, him. Uh, so, so that had to happen, but I think they're going to try to go and get somebody, you know, and just try to fill them in at that spot. Maybe it's a free agent signing, somebody who's, you know, off waivers, like a Carmelo Anthony jumping on to the to the uh, Blazers last year for their playoff run, right? Something like that could happen. I think they pick up somebody. You're right. They do have some problems with bigger forwards right now, and that's going to be a, a theme that continues to happen. But um, overall, I think, I think they're going to be okay, man. So... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about anything else or if we want to wrap it up. It's I'll leave it up to you guys. I think that's good for for this one, man. We'll we'll hit we'll get to the Raptors uh, in our next one, <laughs> yes. maybe. Yeah. This was so, a so, this was a heated one. Yeah, this was definitely. <laughs> I mean, we're at about an hour right now, so yeah. you know, I hope you guys really enjoyed everything we had to say and. This was definitely a fun one to record. Um, you know, shout out 100%. to Sharuk. Yeah, Hopefully, man, he's a little bit out. more regular with these, with these, uh, <laughs> with these, with these appearances, so he can give you guys more outrageous takes, and I can keep shutting him down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about the Raptors in the next one. There's some other things that we didn't mention, but we'll we'll get it in the next one. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, take it easy, guys. All right, bye. Later. <laughs>